This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Will Davison, the winner of the Bathurst 1000, and his engineer, Dr. Jeff Slater. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, with a failing voice on Sunday evening, I caught up with the winner of the Bathurst 1000, Will Davison, congratulating him on an exciting run to victory. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, to be honest, 09 was still incredibly special because I wasn't really the co-driver. That was the last of the two main guys pairing up. But yeah, since then, I've dreamed of just standing back up there. It's that sort of race, you know, I've come back since and been on pole and I've led and it's a cruel race. So I don't, I don't care how you get it. It's just... To be a part of a finish like that, I didn't want to let the opportunity slip. And it's honestly, you're trying to control your emotions with four to go, three to go, two to go. You're like, like, like this is it. Like this is everything you've worked for. Like to be in a nail biter, and I had to keep blocking out how good it would feel to cross that line, and um, just crazy, crazy. Obviously, the day was a crazy day. Yeah, a hundred odd laps of, or something like that, of green flag running. It, completely changes the complexion of the race. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, the first 90 was, I thought it was just going to be one of those races. To be honest, we, we were happy with our progress. Uh, we weren't really thinking we were probably you know, able to win it at that stage, but we'd gone 90 in and I just knew it was going to be one of, well, I was thinking, you know, we've got ourselves into seventh or eighth uh, with no safety cars, so everything was going well, but it was going to be a hard one to move through much more. Everyone was quick. Uh, it was quite an aggressive race. So, uh, but then, as as always, all hell broke loose, and um, safety cars breed safety cars, and people started making mistakes. People started getting impatient. Became a fuel race. All the stuff you you, you know you expect Bathurst to throw up. So, I had to be smart. You know, tried to save a lot of fuel as as hard as people were racing. You got to just control yourself, and you don't want to lose positions, but you don't want to use your fuel up. So, yeah, very tough position to be in. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we did a pretty good job. Did Jeff say to you, we've lost telemetry, you're still a lap short as soon as it happened, or did they leave you oblivious to it? Uh, no, I didn't know we'd lost, thanks boys. I didn't know we'd lost um, telemetry. I knew he was very nervous. I think nearly at the end I said, because he was starting to talk a lot, I could hear in his voice. I nearly told him to calm down in the end. I'm like, mate, you're making me stressed. I'm stressed enough as is. You can hear the emotion in the team, and I could only, I know how much everyone's put in, and then you feel that extra responsibility again. And you know they do their maths, they do their calculations, but you know they're always, you know, there's always that little bit of doubt. Is it going to cough 100 metres before or is it going to somehow miraculously cough after the line? So, um, yeah, they were pretty accurate though. Well, no, he said the numbers before it went blackout was it was going to cough on lap 160. Oh, well, there you go. But he, he did, okay, there, well, that makes sense to me now because he told me at the dipper on 160, you're in the pot. And I, I definitely hadn't got my alarm yet. So he's like, back off, back off, you're in the pot. So obviously... So you hadn't switched to the pot? No, no, I, I would get a fuel alarm on the dash and uh, I certainly hadn't got that yet um, until just as I started the last lap. So I knew we were, I knew we were very, very close. Um, and I knew he was, like I would have lost the race. If I, you know, if when he, he thought I was in the pot, if I backed off then, Shane would have got me. So at that stage, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going. I'll save at the chase where the double yellows were. So I just rolled out down Conrod, um, and it was just maximum attack. And if I coughed in the last sector, you know, I knew we'd probably still get over the line, but I wasn't going to let the position go. What's your chug time on the Peter Brock Trophy? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a crack soon. So I did a shoey. I'm still recovering from that, but uh, yeah, we'll have a couple of quiet ones tonight. 
All the best. Congratulations. Cheers. Thanks. Dr. Jeff Slater was the engineer who had to sit in the pits, nervously trying to work out whether the car had enough fuel to get home. Asked him to put into words his feeling of winning his first Bathurst 1000 as an engineer. Uh, I'm kind of speechless at the moment. We came so close in 2014 and we almost came so close to losing it today. Um, the car pretty much ran out of fuel in the last corner, just enough to get him across the line. So it, it, it was surreal and it probably hasn't sunk in yet, but uh, I'm sure when it does. There's hundreds of different decisions you can make throughout the day. And obviously when you had that last pit stop, you make some calculations on, we can go this far under green situation. When did you think that we're not pitting again, we are going to run at home and hell or high water, we're going to see this one through? Uh, we were just going to run until we ran the outfield. And, and it was a case of, we're so close, pray for a safety car, that's only going to help us. So we were just going for broke, going for the win. Were you surprised that others didn't hold their nerve like that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's a, a brave thing to do, especially when you're in a competitive position. You don't want to give that up, but also you want to finish the race. So you can see, I can tell that um, yeah, many people probably lose, lose their nerve. I'm not saying I had great nerve, but I could tell that many, many took the conservative option, finished the race, finished it well, but didn't just go for broke. How close were your numbers telling you like there's one thing the car coughs on the last corner had you on your numbers run out at Forest Elba? Uh, we ran out as we crossed the line with one lap to go we're, we're well into the pot the red light was flashing we were, I was telling Will just to keep swerving the car try and pick up as much as he could um, and when he was coming down to the chase I knew Shane couldn't pass because of the LA flag so I was just saying just roll out save as much as you can for a fight to the line um, told him trying to block as best as he could down to the line because the car was going to cough on him and sure enough it did but uh, he, he did a great job and brought, brought it home. Jonathan in the car as well, Jonathan had been in that position before and plus he pays your bills too so you don't, what is that relationship and how does, how does it work now that Will is a completely different driver to Shane? Oh absolutely and um, look, as I said earlier uh, both have their, their Pros both have their cons. Will is a professional to the least, and uh, you know, Shane did a great job to challenge him there at the end. That, that's why they're some of the best drivers in the field. Thankfully, Will held him off, held his nerve, and won the race. So, um, as for Jonathan, I think Jonathan did a great job today. I mean, he was ridiculously quick across the top of the hill. Solid as a co-driver for someone who only drives once or twice a year, or three times for the endurance rounds. But you know, we go testing really doesn't want to be in the car so to get in an event you know, he's done a great job what how do you review a race like this because win or lose there's always things a team can do better <coughs> how do you how do you coldly and methodically go through it all when the end result is this trophy that's in the cabinet well there's there's always mistakes you make along the way I mean for us sharing a, a pit boom with with triple eight is always difficult and you know, although we're not racing them, we see them as teammates. Again, you don't want to be caught in a safety car situation. And and early on, you know, it seemed like we were racing them. Some ways we wanted to be in front, but in other ways, I had a plan of early on, I just wanted to get into the 10. As soon as we're in the 10, safety cars were going to fall our way that we could then push forward. And, and Craig had great pace as well, so I thought we'd both be in there. Um, unfortunately, they had a, a gear selector problem, I think. And um, that robbed them because they had a quick car as well. 
it, it would have been good if we were 1-2 today. A hundred laps or thereabouts on green flag running. Is that the longest period you've been at Bathurst without a intervention? Uh, from memory, yes. I can't remember what... Uh, I mean, 2013, I think there was a long period of green running towards the end. Um, I can't tell you off the top of my head how long that was. That seems so long ago, especially after a couple of sips of champagne. Um, but um, yeah, it definitely is, was a long period of nothing. And, and I think everyone's anticipating it for, the com for it to come, that it did. And when it did, you know, it threw the numbers out the window and everyone had to reshuffle what they were going to do, uh, which is challenging, but rewarding when it goes your way. How many scenarios do you enter the race with? Uh, you enter with, I had about 10 scenarios. Um, you could go crazy and come up with an infinite number, but you just want something solid. For, for us, as I said, starting 17th, it was just first third of the race, get into the top 10. And then we would pick our way through and, and see what we would, would, would come out with. So being in the top 10 early on was great. Pushing forward to being in the top five mid-race was great. Coming away with the trophies even better. Perta Cup is within reach too. Yeah, it's been there for a few years. Uh, I think we finished third and second, so Shane's tough to beat and we're going to the Gold Coast. I know how good Shane is there, but I also know how good our car is there, so game on. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, as you can tell, my voice still hasn't recovered from the weekend, but that's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.